You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Jono here, and I'm super excited because we have a very special guest this week, all the way from the other side of the world. I don't think you can get any further apart than what we two are at the moment. I think she's still in, in yesterday's time. It's like 9.30 p.m. Wednesday over there. It's 11.30 a.m. Uh, Thursday over here. So different parts of the world. But I'm very excited because this person's a bit of a serial entrepreneur in the online space. When it comes to anything online, she's sold it, whether it's an ebook, whether it's a course, whether it's a summit, whether it's a membership site. She's even selling courses to, she's even selling her course for someone else to sell now. So she knows a thing or two on, on the matter there. And her specialty revolves around email marketing and even more specifically getting people to actually open that email. But anyways, enough about um, me talking her up. Let me introduce the one and only Ms. Liz Wilcox. Liz, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. I've made it, folks. I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Liz, I would love to hear a little bit about your story. I know you've, you've mentioned it over a few messages and when we were talking just before, but for all my listeners, do you want to tell them a little bit about you? What is it you do? What have you done? How did you get into it? Start wherever you want to start. Um, take as, as, as long as yeah. you want to take. Let us know a little sure. bit about you. Sure. So I was born, I was born in Detroit, Michigan on a rainy day. <laughs> so clearly I'm from the States, depending on where you're listening from. Um, I started the online entrepreneur journey about, I guess, about four years ago. And I started blogging. I saw some kids, no joke, I saw some kids on TV um, that were in their early 20s and they were buying this um RV or caravan, depending on what you call it, and they said that they were bloggers, and I thought, holy moly, people make money off off websites, and it was my dream to also travel full-time, um, hence why I saw them on the show, and I said, I could do that. I'm a couple years older than these kids. You know, I say kids, they were probably 20. I was probably 25, right, and um, I said, I could do that, so I started this blog, and I think that's kind of what um, distinguished me from other people that start blogs. They usually start it as hobbies, you know, and the, this is my passion and I just, I want to write and post and share it with the world. For me, it was, I want to travel the world full time. My husband's in the army. Clearly, um, you know, he's not going to be able to support us on the road. Uh, you know, I see people, I Google and I see people making money online through blogging. So I'm going to do that. And so I started it as a business and, um, you know, within seven months I had created my first ebook and, um, you know, I heard, I heard everyone say things like, you know, charge your worth, don't undercharge. And, you know, I was just so ignorant. I was like, oh, this thing is $20. I created this in Canva.com for free. It cost me $15. I didn't even write it. It was just a gathering of stories of other bloggers. I said, hey, if you write me a story, I'm going to put it in this book. I'm going to charge 20 bucks for it, and I'll give you half of whatever you sell. Mm. And it worked. It was <laughs> crazy. And the funny part about this is the book. So I'm going to preface this, and I just want to tell you, you're listening, whatever your idea is for your course, it is better than the idea I had for this book. Mm -hmm. And this book sold, right? So this book was about the black tank, which if you're not accustomed to traveling in an RV or a caravan, John was sh shaking his head, um, it, that is where the sewage goes. Oh. <laughs> and so the book was called Tales from the Black Tank, and it was a collection of hilariously crappy RV stories. And it sold, and not only did it sell, a, an international sponsor picked it up and gave me $7 per lead, um, you know, and would post it. They posted it on their site, on Facebook, on social media, and for every person that signed up to get a free copy of this book, they gave me 7 bucks. Wow. And I was on fire. I hadn't even been in the online space for a year. At that point, I think it was about seven or eight months. Here I am signing a contract. You know, I thought I was 
I don't know, like one of those entrepreneurs from the Shark Tank, you know, <laughs> like delusions of grandeur, you know, I was like, wow, this is a real thing. And so from there, you know, it just kept going. I kept thinking of bigger products. I created a summit with friends and we built a holiday bundle. Um, you know, I created a mastermind service. I created a course. Um, and it just, like you said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So then I, you know, I created another course with some friends on how I did that, right? And it just kind of went from there. And just in the last six months, I actually sold that RV blog. I decided I don't want to RV anymore. The black tank actually smells <laughs> and I'm tired of dealing with it. And my business was growing. I realized what I really loved about blogging, it wasn't it wasn't blogging itself. What I really loved was email marketing. And where I saw success and other people didn't was that I was emailing my list. I took that advice seriously. Everyone says, if you want, you know, the money's in the list. The money's in the list. You got to, you got to, you know, sell to the list. Every, every person on your list is worth a dollar a month type of thing. I took that very seriously. And so where I saw success um, and others didn't, was because of the email marketing. I mean, you think about, um, if you don't know much about RVers, they don't pay for electricity, right? <laughs> like, and I was talking to people that lived in their, not, in their RV, not just people that, you know, went out on the weekends to the resorts. These were people that lived there, would brag about, you know, living off of one to $2,000 USD. Um, you know, very, I, I hesitate to say cheap, but very like stringent folks will say. And so, you know, people would ask me, how are you making money from a bunch of people that don't want to pay for electricity, you know, let alone pay $20 for an ebook that you didn't even write? Like, how did you pull that off? And I realized, you know, over the years, building my email list, getting to know those people, really doing that market research through that those emails, that was what I really loved to do. So about six months ago, I sold that blog. I, I put it up for sale. You know, it went to the, you know, the next person who's madly in love with RVing. It went to a great couple. Shout out Deborah. Hey girl, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. um, and I went all in on teaching people how to email market. And I think how I do it differently is a lot of people start out as like a copywriter or a service provider and they start teaching marketing in that sort of capacity. For me, I, I feel like I had boots on the ground, right? I was that blogger and I have a lot of examples where if you're creating a course that's not B2B, it's not business to business, you're not selling to other copywriters, other marketers, other course creators, but you're selling to you know, like crocheters or RVers or, you know, uh, people that make mugs, things like that, business to consumer. I have a lot of experience with that. And I have a lot of examples in my swipe copy and my freebies. It's all business to consumer. So I feel like people can actually see how this can work for them. Because of course, if you're in the money niche, you know, if you're teaching other people how to make money, that can be much easier. I know a lot of people you know, they'll preach and they'll say, no, anybody can do this. But it really is a little more, uh, you got to put a little more uh, oomph into it. You really have to get to know your people. They're not online to buy normally, right? Uh, I'm not, I'm not going online to buy a book about crap, <laughs> but somehow, you know, I sold it to people. So you really have to get to know your audience. And um, I really like the quote, um, it's by a guy named K.D. Lang, and it says, you have to respect your audience. Without them, you're essentially standing on stage alone singing to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my approach to um, online marketing is I want to respect these people, especially I'm never like I will never forget. And I'm sure you can relate that first email subscriber or that first person that likes your Facebook page, that is a complete stranger. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's not my mom. <laughs> this isn't my old cousin, you know, that I haven't seen in 10 years that's just doing me a favor, you know, pulling my leg. 
you know, this is someone that saw what I had to offer and was interested. And so with every, you know, every day as my email list grows, even to this day after four years, like I think about that moment and I think, you know, this is a stranger, someone that is saying like, yes, please teach me. And I just think about, um, you can't see me if you're just listening to this, but there's an NSYNC poster in my back, in the background, right? And so I picture like, if NSYNC was a jerk to their fans, they wouldn't have sold out stadiums. You know, can you imagine them, uh, you know, getting on the mic and being like, hey, yeah, hey, hey, settle down. I'm trying to sing here. <laughs> Don't you see me sweating up here? No, they really respected the audience. If you go to a concert, they're always saying like, thank you, thank you. We'd be nothing without you. And for course creators, I think you, you know, you've got to be the same way. You've got to thank your people. You have to respect them. Otherwise, yeah, you're just on stage, like just shouting into the void that is the World Wide Web, right? <laughs> wow. Love that. So I took so many notes from that. I'm going to summarize because okay. I've got really good bits of information in there. But even off the bat, just the last thing you said there, I really agree in terms of the B2B to the B2C, where B2B, you're essentially selling money. It's like, hey, give me 500 bucks and I'll give you a thousand back. It's, it's a no brainer, really. But if you're selling B2C, it's a little bit harder there. And you mentioned you had a whole heap of different swipe files. Is the best place to get them just straight from your website, Liz? Yeah, if you just go to the homepage, LizWilcox.com, I've got swipes for days <laughs> yes. so i recommend everyone listening this watching to this lizwilcox.com i'll put that link in the show notes anyway but yeah go and swipe and and use it there now just a couple questions with your story there liz firstly with um on a question questions but also takeaways as well i love that ebook how you didn't even write it yourself it was a collection of stories from other people so i think it's nothing to do with email marketing right but anyone listening to this that can be an, another way that you can add value to your course or your membership, whatever it may be as well. If you're sort of thinking, oh, hold on, you know, what else can I do? And, you know, I've, I've got every single video I do and you're trying to do everything yourself. See if there's a way you can leverage off other people there. Liz made a whole freaking book from it. So if she can make a whole, whole book from it and sell, just think of little ways that, that you can as well. Were you going to say something there, Liz? Yeah, yeah, thanks. So I'm nodding my head because... I, the first thing I thought of was yes, especially with bonuses. So we all know we've got a course, we've got to have bonuses that, you know, like enhance and like you said, make it a no brainer. Like, okay, I'm thinking about this course. Holy crap, the bonuses, bye. And think about some bonuses that you could bring in partners. And, you know, not that you're, you know, sharing the content load, but helping someone, you know, reach an audience that they wouldn't normally and also helping yourself take off that pressure of bonuses. And I think that's a great strategy. And yeah, something that I've done the last four years and people say, oh, how have you created? I think I created something. It was like seven digital products in two years. And they said, how did you do that? And I said, with friends, <laughs> you know, I love myself. I like to, you know, go to bed at a decent time and wake up without anxiety. And, you know, I've really just been able to partner with people that I feel are in alignment with what I'm teaching and, you know, my values and my mission and my business. And so, you know, I challenge you to think about when you're, you know, building out your course and, you know, you're re-strategizing, like who, who's doing something similar that you can, and how could you partner, like, within your course or somehow within your marketing so that you both grow together. Cause I, I highly, like I just truly so believe in collaboration over competition and I wouldn't have grown as fast as I did if, you know, I didn't, you know, take that on as part of my mission statement. Yes. Love that. That's one thing I've just realized the last couple of years myself, I used to be a bit more, okay, stay in my lane, do everything myself. Then last couple of years, I, I don't know how, but I, I got that same philosophy as you. Whereas ah, there's no competition, there's just collaboration. And, and I'm up to about 30 digital projects on my other business, Fitness Education Online. I, I used yeah. to sell the same five courses over and over again. And I, that's in the fitness niche, right? Or uh, selling two personal trainers. And I had MySpace, which is running a fitness boot camp, functional training, social media, that side of things. But then I was like, hold on. There's all these other topics that would be amazing for my audience that I'm never going to learn and teach. Nutrition for personal trainers, 
um, training women, training pre and postnatal uh, women, training the bigger client, getting into corporations and training them. And then I just sought out different experts and collaborated there. And I'm up to about 30 courses from there. And then another thing that you touched on earlier was the summit side of things as well. Where I ran my first summit a couple, uh, couple weeks ago, and I didn't do any of the presenting. I was like, great, here's an audience, here's different experts. Hey, I can sell the tickets. I can pay these experts to present and we can um, profit share from there as well. So I, I love, I, thank you for bringing that up. We'll transition a little bit, get on the, the email side of things. My question is around your blog now, Liz, when you first started it up, tell me a little bit about the goal from that blog was, all right, cool, I've got this blog to collect emails. That was the goal from the start. How can I get as many emails? Yeah, so the goal was to make money from blogging, which, you know, of course, if you Google it, it sounds so easy, right? Like put up some ads, create a product, create a course, like bada bing, bada boom. Um, but, and I, you know, I started learning and I realized, you know, the gurus were saying like, if they were asked, you know, what's the one thing you wish you would have started earlier? every single time it was email list. I wish I would have taken my email list seriously. I wish I would have been consistent emailing my people and using that, you know, to get ideas on digital products instead of just thinking I have the solution and throwing it out there and then, you know, whatever. So again, you can see a trend. Like I take those things seriously and I said, okay, I'm not, I'm, that's not going to be me. And so I, you know, put up the blog. I knew I needed an email list and I actually created a declut. It was a course on decluttering and it was just a free course because I knew I needed to build emails. I am um, those people I saw on TV. I went to their site. I saw they had some kind of free course. I said, Oh, that's what I I'm going to do that too. You know, <laughs> um, copy and paste type of thing, different kind of course. So I did this declutter thing. And uh, I went on to Facebook and I went into all these minimalists and RVing, very related to my niche, you know, Facebook groups. And anytime, you know, I'd search declutter, I'd type it in declutter. And this was me in the middle of the night because um, I, I actually lived in an RV. I lived in a campground. And you guys, if I've ever or if you've ever been in the woods, you can assume how terrible my internet was. <laughs> and so I had to wait until night, everyone was sleeping, no one was using the campground Wi-Fi. I didn't even have internet on my phone, like nothing. And, you know, I'd, I'd say, oh, I just created this, you know, free resource or whatever. And I told myself, I'm gonna do that until I have 100 people on my list, and then I'm gonna pay for ConvertKit, because I was just using a plugin to save the emails like directly to my WordPress site. And I did that for weeks and until I got the hundred and I said, okay, I'm gonna invest that $29 a month. And, and I just started the practice of no matter what happens that week, I'm gonna email my people and I'm gonna get to know them. Because I started this RV blog, I lived in this campground, but I had never actually RV'd. I'd never traveled in an RV. I just bought it on a whim. I saw these people on TV. I bought it eight days later. No joke. I kind of just go with it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I just started collecting those emails. I started getting on the phone with people or Facebook messaging and really just taking that advice seriously on you use your, you know, use your resources, use the people on your list to get to know why they're on your list, right? Like, don't just guess, ask them. And this is something from Tarzan K. So TarzanK.com, she's a mentor of mine. She, she always says, you know, the, the money's not in the list. The money's in the relationship to the list. And I find that to be so true. You can have a list of 100,000 people, but if you're only selling to them or if you're only emailing once a month, you know, chances are 90% of those people have no idea who you are. But if you have a list of even just 500 people that you are investing in, you're emailing, if they reply, you email back, if you are sending them to resources, not just that you created, but to resources that will truly help them from other creators, that's gonna stand out. And that's where you start to turn that new subscriber 
you know, into a friend, into, you know, a colleague, so to speak, someone that trusts you, comes to you for information. And I guarantee if you say, hey, you should buy this, chances are they're going to buy it. Mm, yes, love that. So many good points there. Again, I'll give a bit of a summary because I love what you said there. Um, where to start? Okay, so let's start with the fact that uh, Liz built her email. First of all, I like that strategy, how it's cool. I've got my blog. I'm going to build my email list straight away. Then I'm going to invest the 20 bucks into a converter kit. What I feel is a lot of people these days almost go the opposite. Hey, I'm going to spend a thousand bucks and get together a fancy website and spend, you know, 200 bucks a month on, on Kajabi before they've even got the list. So I like how you've gone that way where it's like, cool, let me build this list first. Now that I've got this list, let me ask these people what they're interested in and then create a product around that. That's pretty much what you did, right? Yeah. So, and I will say, even with this new site, um, teaching about email marketing, um, six months ago when I started, I didn't even have my uh, website up, but I posted on my own personal page and I said, hey guys, I'm starting this new thing about email marketing. I really, you know, the thing that I hate the most is when I see my friend create a course and make zero sales. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quitting the RV, RV life and I'm going full steam ahead with that. And I just set up a landing page to collect emails. And I just, so six months into it, I just got my, um, my website up about two weeks ago. And I had over 500 people on my email list and had made, um, you know, I had made over $50,000 before I even had my website up. Love it. I love that. And that's, I think that's a good message to everyone listening here because a lot of people that I speak to, Liz, in my sort of field, have got that course, but no one to sell it to. But, hey, I've got this course, where do I sell it? And yeah, there's little things you can do now, but really, you probably should have been doing the work six months ago. You probably should have been building for, for six months so that when you launch it, you've got something there. Your thoughts on that? Uh, amen, brother. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people this year. Yeah, you know, I've spent $20,000 on this course, Liz. How, you know, I have this in place, I have that. And, you know, I go to their site and there's no incentive to sign up, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I tell people, I always tell people that the job of the website is not to sell people your course. The job, mm -hmm. that's, to, that's an invitation to get to, to start a relationship. Mm -hmm. So my three-step framework is like follower, friend, customer. So when they land on your site, they are just, they're just, you know, they're getting to know you. And if you've, you know, if you, uh, if you say the right things, they might sign up and that's the start of that relationship, right? And the, the email is where you really turn them into a friend, you build their trust. And like I said earlier, if you do that well enough, they're going to trust you when you say, hey, you're perfect for this course. And, um, you know, I just find that it's, yeah, people say, oh, I need to hire this copywriter and you know, hire this designer and my sales page is amazing, but it's not converting. Um, you know, no offense, but your sales page is not amazon.com. No one is going to your website to buy. I go to Amazon. Well, actually I don't shop on Amazon, but you know, I'm going to Etsy or, you know, any of those e-commerce sites. I'm going there to purchase something. I'm searching for my InSync poster and I'm going to purchase it that day. If I'm going to your site, I'm just perusing. I'm, I'm like, oh, do I know this guy? Is this lady, you know, is what she's saying resonating with me or is she cheesy? And if I like you, then I'm going to sign up for your list. And so that's when your job really kicks in. And you, um, some people say like you date your list, but for me, it's, it's, Dating, that's kind of weird. You don't want to get that intense, right? Like, I don't know you. Like, we're not on a date. I just want my freebie. Get out of my face. <laughs> it's, it's more It's more of, like, uh, your, so for my RV blog, I thought of it as my, 
my friend that I used to know, but we still connect over RVing. Mm. And so if you've got a blog about, I'll just say crocheting, that always comes to mind, you know, think about like your old high school buddy that you're just starting to reconnect with because you have this mutual love of crocheting. Um, you know, if you have a blog about biology, like somebody you used to know or you met at a, you know, at a party that said, oh, I'd really be interested in that. You're just getting to know them. You're not talking, a lot of people give advice about talking to your best friend or dating them, but really you've got to start at the beginning of the relationship with your list and build that trust. You don't have it already. Um, so you do that through just consistently emailing, you know, getting to know the who, what, where, why, how of them, you know, like, who are they? What the heck do they want? Where are they coming from? Why are they here? And how can you serve them? And so if you, if you do that with your email marketing, it makes selling your course a no-brainer. Mm, love that. There's a few things I want to expand on there. Which way should we go? Okay, let's go. I, I like how you mentioned as well, where you'll also get on the phone with people, you'll get on Facebook messages with people, and I think that's so important for many different reasons, but even just, let's start even just knowing the customer. Like if you're just collecting a list, hey, here's my freebie, opt in for the freebie, and you just get a big ass list, but you haven't really done the digging and know what that person wants, what are their problems, why are they struggling? It's gonna be so much harder to create the course content and to create uh, emails that are compelling as well. So am I right in saying that? Not only do you email, but whether you do it now, whether it was just starting off, you'd also get on Facebook message and send a few messages here. You'd get on the phone and actually talk to that person. Is that what you did starting off? Oh gosh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm doing it now. And I continued to do it the whole time that I owned um, that RV business. Of course, I didn't have to do it as much uh, once the list started growing and people started replying more naturally. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you've got, if, you, if you're the person listening that says, oh yeah, I did create that course and now I don't know how the heck to sell it, just start talking to people that you think would buy it and not in a way to pitch them at the end, but just to get to know them, like, you know, what are they watching on television? What kind of music do they listen to? Other than, other than the problem you're solving, what are their other problems? you know, with email marketing course creators, you know, I, people that I attract, you know, they might like boy bands or Will Smith, or, you know, maybe they're listening to some really like funky music no one's ever heard of. Um, you know, that's my person. And aside from not being able to sell their course, you know, maybe their parents, they're both working full time and they're just trying to do this on the side. Or maybe they've been doing this for five years and every time they launch it live, like with a webinar or whatever, it's exhausting and they just want to figure out how, you know, how the heck do I stop making just $10,000 a launch? How do I break into 20, 30, 40, 50? You know, these are, these are other problems that they're having. And I don't know that until I get to know people. So think about your course. And, you know, look at other sales pages and look at the, the language around it. Like if someone, I think I wrote on, I have a, a tripwire that sells um, something called 20-minute newsletters, and it's how to write your newsletter in 20 minutes. And on the sales page, I say something like, um, okay, Liz, but you're wrong. <laughs> like, and so in that, I'm talking to someone who is, you know, a bold, creative person who, you know, thinks, I don't want to say thinks they know everything, but feels very strongly that newsletters are very hard. But I don't say you feel very strongly that newsletters are hard. I say it how they would say it if we were just talking face to face. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you're sharing that, um, Liz, that's, you know, writing newsletters is way harder than you say it is. That's what you would say to me on the phone if I was telling you, hey, you can do this in 20 minutes. Um, I don't, you know, I don't make it, you know, very salesy. I just talk like you would talk to me. And so this is just a side little copywriting tip. Mm. Say it out loud and pretend. So I've got my phone in my hand if you're just listening to the podcast and just say it 
out loud? And is that how you would say it over the phone to your close friend? And if it's not, rewrite it. <laughs> and that's how you should write your emails as well. And wow. that's how you should create your course too, because that's going to make it so relatable. They're going to get to know you almost instantly if you can do that versus other course creators in your niche. And it's just going to be that cherry on top. Love that. Love that. I don't even remember what the original question was. Sorry. It was a good answer anyway. And I love that, that email tip as well. What I like to do is even after I finish writing that email, I'll read it again and I'll, I'll put, I'll insert just someone's name there for the fun of it and be like, does that make sense? Like I'm talking to that person. Great. But, um, Hey, so let's, um, let's get to the, the meat of the topic now here, Liz, your big three, you've touched on it where I believe it's follower to friend to customer. Do you just want to let us know a couple tips in between? So the first step is what are a couple tips on how we can get some of these followers to start with? Yeah. So if you are wanting to sell more of your course, whether you've actually, you know, you've had success, you know, people buy it or you're at that stage we talked about, like, holy crap, I spent a lot of time on this and I'm too tired to market. Really, all you have to do is you know, everything that I said that I did, just get to going on that email list, create a freebie that makes sense, you know, for your people, uh, for your course, and just start creating, getting those followers, right? And once you get them in your email list, that's where the magic happens. And that's where you can truly turn them into a friend. And you can do this through a really stellar welcome sequence. So where I see a lot of people trip up, of course, is, you know, I've got all these people on my list, but, you know, I sent them the freebie and then I didn't know what to say. Like, do I talk about myself? And so, yeah, so they either don't talk at all or they say way too much about themselves. And like I said earlier, you know, that's kind of like starting in the middle of the relationship, right? You've you got to warm them up, right? You don't, you don't sit down on a date and just start spewing about how your boss is a jerk and, you know, your kids won't go to bed before 10 p.m. and you're just tired. You, you know, you warm up to that after a few a days. Right? <laughs> right, right. So the killer welcome sequence is, you know, basically just give, a, give away your freebie. Obviously, you always want to deliver. And just a quick intro. I'm just, I see so many people that first email it's like everything in the kitchen sink, right? Like we just said, they just start spewing, this is me and this is what I'm about. And here's, here's my mission. I spent $100 on a course to create and I just want to give it to you. And it's like, no, that's, that belongs on your about page. That doesn't belong in the first email. They just want the freebie, right? If that's how you're getting them. So just a quick intro for me, I say, if there's, you know, hey, here's your freebie. Oh, by the way, my name's Liz. If you know any, if you know one thing about me, it's that I love to have fun. I'll email you tomorrow with some something else or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then second, the second day or whenever you send next, just give them some of your best content. Kind of show them what you're working with. Like put your red dress on type of thing. And it doesn't have to be this long thing. But whatever was related to, their, to the freebie, you can just send something over, whether it's a blog post that you put in the email itself. Or, you know, you make a video. I like to make videos. If you really want to establish trust, put a video. My second email is, hey, check out this video. And for me, that's good content because I'm teaching you about email. So I'm teaching you like, hey, this is where a video could go. And doesn't it look great? And why, aren't you wowed? You, it's very meta, right? And then uh, the third email you can send is newsletter expectations. You want them to stay around and you want them to know, you know, that you're going to continue to email. And so this is where I say like, hey, I've got a Monday, Monday afternoon show, live show. I've got this Facebook group. This is where you kind of put all the things, but you still keep it short. And then your fourth email, if you have a community, invite them to the community. If you have a Facebook group, or you're really active on Instagram or whatever, or honestly, if you don't have any of that stuff because holy crap, Liz, you just created a course and who has time for a Facebook group, just invite them to reply. Say like, hey, uh, I forgot to put the, or I don't have your name, what's your name? Like a very simple question. That's another 
a little tip for really truly turning followers into friends, getting those subscribers to trust you. You've got to get them you've got to get them to reply because so I call them little internet gods, little internet email gods. I don't know how this works, but we've all signed up for a freebie or something and it goes directly into spam, right? We have to search our spam folder. And so in order to do this, um, you know, to get that open rate up, right? Cause it doesn't matter if we've got an email list of a hundred thousand people, if only 10 people are opening it because it keeps going to spam, um, get them to reply. If you get some, if someone replies, the next time you email them, it's going to go in their inbox because it tells the little internet fairies, the little internet gods that, hey, this, this person's important to me. I'm actually talking to them. So if you can put in that first or second email something that says a very quick question, Try to get it to be a yes or no answer. I see a lot of people asking, what, what's, you know, if you're personal finance, what's your biggest money struggle? Dude, I just met you. I'm not telling you my biggest money struggle. I'm just trying to get this spreadsheet, bro, back off. But if you said something, you know, like hit reply and say, I'm ready to get out of debt. Oh, okay. No pressure. I can literally do that. You just told me what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so you see the difference there. And I used to actually just, I wouldn't put the name on the form. And this is something I only recommend this if you actually have time to input names. If you're getting 100 new subscribers a day, don't do this. But if they're just trickling in, this is something new to you. I would just put their email on the sign-up form. And on that first email, I'd say, hey, I didn't get your name. Can you hit reply? <laughs> Can you hit reply? Uh, with your name, I'd love to know who I'm talking to. And that was how, what we were talking about earlier, how I got on the phone with people, how I really started engaging. Because there's no easier question than what's your name? I'm Everybody. I mean, unless you're staring at the most, most like gorgeous person you've ever seen mm -hmm. and you've had a little, a little bit too much to drink, it's, you're going to know the answer. It's going to be really easy, right? So, and it's very low pressure. So that's just a little tip. If you really, you know, you're hearing this and you're thinking, yes, I really need to do customer research. I created this, but I'm not really sure who will buy it. Do that. That's going to get you right into their inbox. It's going to open up that conversation and it's going to turn the follower into a friend so much faster. Wow. Love that. I love, um, I'm just nodding my head the whole time because it, you've just described my customer. I, I opt into a million different things, right? I get an right. email if it's, if it's longer than about, you know, four or five lines, I'm not reading that and I'm probably going to unsubscribe then and there. Right. So, right. but if it's, if it's something just a freebie, oh yeah, I'll take that. And then if it's a question, the questions get me because I just get so much, you know, I don't have time to read this stuff. I'm not reading it. But if you get me with a question, I might answer that question as weird as that might sound where it's almost like more effort to answer that question than it is to read for some reason I'll still do it. So I love that you brought that up. And I think just even from a common sense side of things as well, like everyone's emails are getting um, blown up and a million emails and whatnot coming through. So your best chance to get someone is from the start. If you don't get them in the start, it's just less and less and less and less that they're going to open up. Right? So I love how you've highlighted that, it's so important at the start there. And I love both of those tips that you've mentioned and even that little one with the, the opt-in. I'll just explain that in case that didn't make sense to any of the listeners. So what Liz is saying is whatever, on your, your Instagram, you've got, hey, click here to get my freebie. Usually someone will click there and they enter in their name, their email, maybe their phone number as well. And because obviously it's an advantage to, to have their name there. But what Liz is saying is just ask for the email. What's the email and I'll send it. Your opt-in rate will probably be higher because I find that the more of those boxes you have, the, the less likely people are going to put it, right? So if it's just the, um, just the email, you probably get more opt-ins there as well. But then you can set it up. So it's like, hey, here's your thing. Look, I'd love to know your name. What's your name? And it's not even a sleazy thing. It's not like a, a sleazy thing to, to get an answer out of them. I mean, you, it is in a way, but you genuinely want to know their name. So I, I love that there. So thank you for bringing those up. What about the next step there, Liz? So now people love us. They're our friends. What if we're having some problems selling? You know, now I'm scared to sell to these people or I'm worried that, you know, they're going to they're gonna think that I just want to sell them stuff. What, what are some tips there to move from the, the friend to the customer? 
Yeah, so if you're afraid of selling, number one, you're not alone. It, <laughs> I sold Cutco, which is like a knives thing that people in America, especially, um, you know, in college, they try to sell knives to people door to door type oh. of thing. <laughs> I did that. And so I just want to tell you, if you're like, I, I just, I am paralyzed by sales. I, so these are normally, the knives are kind of premium, but they're so easy to sell because they are so high quality. Mm. My manager, whatever you want to call him, he's, he handed me a check one day and he said, and I'm, I'm pretending my phone is the check he's handing to me. And he said, Liz, you're the first person I've ever had to give like a minimum check to because you didn't make any sales. <laughs> I was just, I was so paralyzed by it. I just felt so unworthy and I believed in the product, but I didn't believe in myself. Mm. So, you know, if you're scared, like number one, you should believe in your product because you created it and you're there to serve people. Right. And, um, I'm going to offer up this quote. Um, by Robert Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor dad. Wow. He says, your job isn't to make money. It's to find a problem that needs solving. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when you approach sales, if you approach it from that direction, it's going to be a lot, little easier, right? It's not like, oh, I'm being sleazy and I'm trying to make money. And, oh my gosh, I have a stomach that won't stop you know, quiet, being quiet, I've really got to feed this thing. It's more about, I have these people that I love now that they're on your list and you've gotten to know them, right? You know, obviously you don't know every person on your list, but you do have a relationship with your list now. It's, I know these people's problems and I, I am here to solve them. Like, dang it. I like, I am stepping up for these people because I've, I've heard what they have to say. And so just think about, you know, even if you already have your course created, like what are your followers' pain points, you know, and that comes into how can you expand the course if you haven't answered them yet, or how can you create bonuses around what they actually told you, right? And so here, here's like the big secret is don't guess your followers' pain points. Remember, you're, you're friends now. You can just ask them. When I wrote that book about about crap about crappy rv stories you know you might have wondered like how did she sell that thing that 20 dollars she made it in canva for 15 like what i asked people i didn't know what i was doing but i knew that i wanted to serve and i knew that i needed to make money um and so i started asking my email list and even asking on facebook because i was kind of all over the place you know i was posting about this posting about that and i said what is it about me that makes you like continuously like open this or comment and they said liz you're really funny and you can tell a story so what did i do i created a product that was funny stories and it sold like you guys it was a book about crap <laughs> um but it sold and so even if you already have your course remember like you're friends with your list now you can ask them and you can create um, you know, you can create things with your course and you can create that messaging around those pain points. And because your job is to find that problem that needs solving, it's going to make it so much easier to actually sell because you believe that this, you know, this is like, it's not just putting duct tape on the boat. Like, you are giving them a whole new boat. You are really transforming them with your product. And so, you know, get them involved. You can ask, like, what sucks about your niche, right? Like, what sucks about your RV? What sucks about your, uh, you when you try to crochet? Like, what, what about crocheting do you wish was easier? Like, why do you follow me online, right? That's something nobody asks. Everybody thinks to ask, hey, what's your biggest pain point? Like, that's, that's been done before, and people kind of catch on. Consumers are very savvy nowadays, right? Well, Everybody I, I, in their I've got a sit answer. Everyone's like, so I always get, what's your biggest struggle? Yeah, I'm not struggling. Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> Um, but if you ask people more something like, why do you follow me online? Or what about my newsletter do you like? Uh, you know, what's the best content I share? 
that might reveal more if you don't get the answers when you say like, what sucks about teaching your kid to drive or whatever your course is on. And <clears throat> so when you do that, when you get them involved, I also recommend reading Jeff Walker's launch book. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just a classic and it teaches you how to get your people involved. And, um, you know, that's a good book to read. Oh, he's got it right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got my copy over here too. Um, that was the first book I read. And even if you're thinking, I already have created my course, I actually, I read that after I created my first product and I was still able to use those strategies and I'm still able to use them today to get people involved. I always think when I, when I send that cart open email, like I'm picking up my mouse right now, how do I get them with their hand on the mouse ready, like so freaking ex as excited as I am about this course. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to just share with your friends, right? If you're going on vacation, you're excited about it, you're sharing on social media, you're calling your buddy up bragging about it, right? And so whatever, you know, however you share excitement in your life, your personal life, do the same in your business life. Share that excitement with your friends. Hey, I just finished the last module. Holy crap. There was a picture of me when I created my first course. This is another little thing. If I can do it, you can do it type of thing. Your idea and resources are better than mine. I edited my first course and sold it while camping alone in the winter in a tent with my four-year-old. Wow. And the first, the first sale I ever made was I was... Uh, at a little like uh, kind of like a vendor fair at an event I sponsored and I was in between like the essential oils lady and like the leggings lady and here I was with just a sign handwritten that said you know what was the last thing to break on your RV because my course was how to fix your RV um, and you know, it was, it was stiff competition among those multi-level marketers. Mm -hmm. And here I was selling a digital course at an actual event. And so, and editing it and putting up the sales page and everything again with internet from my phone in the woods, in a tent, in the winter on a blow up mattress. So if I can do that, you know, whatever kind of internet connection, and desk you have like you got it going on my friends <laughs> yes love that if liz can do it with that what's your excuse listening <laughs> um so hey liz i know it's uh, getting late over there so i think we should probably finish up soon i've just got a question that i like to finish up with you you've you almost answered it there with the jeff walker book and also earlier with uh, with one of your mentors but i like to finish off and just say hey you're obviously a mentor out there to many online course creators and marketers uh, and RV people at the moment as well. So if someone's watching this, if you could recommend them one book, apart from Jeff Walker Launch, because I've already mentioned that, if you could recommend one book that they could read to help them, if possible, specific to their email marketing journey, but you know, if it helps them sell courses in general, that's great. And then one mentor or person you recommend they follow as well, apart from you. Sure, email marketing book. Honestly, I'm the worst at reading books. <laughs> I just, if you couldn't tell at the beginning of my story, I just kind of like see one thing and I just say, okay, that's what I'm doing and I just kind of go for it. So I, I don't know if I have an email marketing book specifically, but I do love a book. This is just for creatives and I think it's just, when you read it, you'll just see it will just inspire you that, you know, anything is possible in this digital world. And that's a book called Jeff Goins, like coins, like money. Um, and it's called Real Artists Don't Starve, How to Thrive um, in the Digital Age or something like that is the subtitle. It's got an apple on the cover if you look it up. Um, but it's just a really, it's a super simple read. But he just kind of, I think he goes over like five steps um, to like, really like we've been talking about build your audience build that confidence um you know build a network to also help you like we were talking about with the partnerships like you also need a network of friends that know what the heck you're talking about and your struggles and he goes over all of that and he's just a really elegant writer i highly recommend that book um and then what who am i following right now is that what you asked yeah 
I think you mentioned um, Tarzan K. Yeah, so I mentioned Tarzan K. She's another email. Um, she, she was a copywriter turned email marketer, and now she teaches people um, similar to what I teach. Um, and then I also love Nicole Walters. Um, she is an online entrepreneur, and she's got a course. It's called 1K One Day, and it's all on how to make $1,000 a day, like from your course or from your digital product. And she's just really um, inspirational. She's another American outside of Nicole, Atlanta, Georgia. Who was it? Walters. Walters. Oh, Walters. Okay. Or Waters. Now I'm confused. No, Walters. Nicole Walters. <laughs> um, and she's just, she's this really inspirational. I saw her on stage last year and I just thought, wow, she really knows what she's talking about. And I've been following her um, about a year now and she's just really, she's funny. She shares if you follow her on her Instagram, she has a house manager. <laughs> and so they always do these like funny Instagram things. And it's just kind of uplifting from the serious content we can get sometimes from other course creators and from other people teaching us how to make money. She keeps it very fresh, very funny. Um, check her out on Instagram. I just love her to death. Oh, yes. So I just followed her there. And obviously, the most important person to follow is Liz Wilcox. Best place to, to follow you, Liz, your website. Should we just go to LizWilcox.com? Yeah, let's be friends over email. Uh, you, can, you can check me out on LizWilcox.com. And I also, um, you know, I have a Facebook and Instagram under the Liz Wilcox. Awesome. Cool. Well, Liz, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much for your time. Is there anything you want to finish us off with or is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Um, I really love NSYNC. <laughs> if you can't see that big ass poster in the back there. Yeah, so you, you, didn't, you didn't ask me about my boy band obsession. Um, <laughs> no, seriously though, um, if you are not serious about your email marketing, I really highly encourage you to take it seriously. It can take you and your course to the next level. Um, re just remember follower, friend, customer. It, it sounds super simple, but it actually is, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna go, most people go the other way, right? But you, um, you did it well there. Thanks. Awesome, all right, Liz, thanks for your time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.